Welcome to the Conquer Your Draft Podcast, where fantasy champions are made. Welcome back to the Conquer Your Draft Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Josh, and with me as always is Mike. How you doing, Mike? Good. We have no time for pleasantries. This is, this <laughs> All business today. Is, yeah, this episode is so packed with stuff that during our pre-discussion, we already started to like have debates and discussions and i was like let's save it yeah. <laughs> like, like we gotta we gotta record all this because there's hit so record much going on. let's go <laughs> yeah so we want we want to get obviously we're going to cover the news we have a couple of fan questions we got to get to but uh in the essence of time because we are doing a mock draft on this episode and to make sure we have enough time to break down our picks and why we made them uh we're gonna we're not going to spend as much time in the news as we normally do before we get into the fan questions though i actually have a question for our fans, uh, some very particular fans, because Mike ran the analytics for our podcast, and the third most popular country that downloads our podcast is Lebanon. Which we which, were surprised there was even a third. We thought for sure, like, we're in Canada, so Canada, and then we yep. thought, well, the States, because, come on, like, that's that's where the NFL is. We didn't, yep. we didn't think there'd be a third. <laughs> no, we, we genuinely didn't, and uh, if you had to ask me to pick a third... I would have gone through an embarrassing number of guesses before I picked Lebanon. Not that there's so, anything wrong with Lebanon. No, I just would have gone with like like where we know the NFL markets are established, right? Like in Europe, in Mexico, mm-hmm. those would have been my picks. So to our listeners from Lebanon, uh, I have a couple of questions for you. Number one is what is the fantasy football culture like there? You know, like, because here in Canada... You can walk into like pretty much any place of employment and probably find at least one person to talk fantasy football with if you wanted to. Um, or random people at the bar, guaranteed you can chat fantasy football with them. So is that what it's like in Lebanon? Or is it more of like a, a niche kind of interest? Please reach out, let us know. And also, how did you find us? How did you find our podcast in Canada? You know, Was it something that you just stumbled upon? Do we have a great market out there that we need to uh, start paying a lot more attention to? Please reach out to us. Let us know. Yeah, and, and, uh, and just rem- just a reminder, you can do that right on our website, conqueredraft.com. You can email us directly through the website. You can also contact us via social media if that's easier. We've got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, we haven't started a TikTok, but that's because it would be really boring. Yeah, that would be a boring TikTok. <laughs> we, we wouldn't have a lot of uh, interesting things. But I think it's a fair question, and we'd love to uh, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Please Honestly, write it's in. my third favorite country now. <laughs> Anybody who sports the show, that's the way to get into Mike's that's, heart. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we did have some people write in, and it all seems to be centered around uh, Aaron Rodgers. So why don't we just break that news, and then we'll get right into the uh, into the fan questions, Mike. All right, let's do it. So Aaron Rodgers has officially been traded to the Jets. Uh, the Jets received Aaron Rodgers, a.k.a. Nipples, the 15th overall pick, and a 2023 fifth-round pick, while the Packers, in exchange, got the 13th overall pick, so a first-round swap between the two teams. A 2023 second round pick, a 2023 sixth round pick, and a conditional 2024 second round pick that will become a first round pick if Rodgers plays more than 65% of the Jets plays this season. Which let's assume he does. I I would be, unless he gets injured, I would assume that's going to happen, yeah. 
which hasn't exactly been his history recently. Like he's been, you know, he's, no, he's surprisingly he's healthy. healthy. Yeah. yeah, for it's all, it's, it's all the the what's her name? Blue of Earth, Blue of Earth. Earth. Yeah, it's all the the stuff <laughs> well, she was pulling off in the background. They're long broken up, so I mean, he's been he seems to be hey, fine without her. It's powerful stuff, man. It's, it's true. That's true. So essentially, essentially, a second round draft pick, a first round draft pick, and then a late pick, and then they swapped picks. So to me, the pick swap, it, the completely irrelevant because it's only two spots. It's not moving up five or six or seven or eight. Like I don't think the player you get at 13 and 15 can be that drastically different. I know there's difference as you move back in the draft for financially what happens, but again, what are we talking about? Like not even a million dollar difference of, of the type, the caliber of player you brought up before we were recording that it depends about targeting. Like maybe yeah. the Packers have someone they want that they think is going to be gone by that point. Yeah. I think it only really matters if there's, like you have your sights set on one particular person, like, okay, we want this guy, then a switch from 15 to 13 can be a big difference. If they're expecting to go in that area, you don't want to take the chance that they're going to go right before you. Um, but what, what uh, questions do we have about uh, old nipples, Mike? Well, uh, first question here directed <laughs> specifically to me. Uh, Love it. This, this is, uh, I mean, there, so this person did not sign the email. So we'll just call them anonymous. I mean, I can see like their name, but they didn't sign it. So I'm just going to respect people's privacy. Um, it says, Mike, you got to have an opinion on this one. What do you think of the Aaron Rodgers trade? Um, oh, this is okay. What I so the rest of the episode, just tossing that out the garbage. Mike's going to be talking <laughs> about this for the next 45 <laughs> yeah. minutes. This is what I think. This is what I think. This was the discussion that Josh and I started to have before we were recording. I think that... The Jets did not give up much to, to get him. Essentially, what will become and will be a first-round draft pick, a second-round draft pick, and then a, a late pick. So three draft picks, a first-round, definitely significant, next year's draft, a second-round, still significant, like you can still get a quality player for that, so I'm not minimizing that. But then they just swapped picks this year, so they still get to pick in the first round this year. So I think that shows you exactly what the Jets think about Aaron Rodgers. I, I think that they want him to be be like Tom Brady, end of the career, come here, bring a bunch of your friends, let's turn us into a championship and let's 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 win a uh, you know win a, a Super Bowl. That is something that the Jets the Jets have been the laughing stock of the NFL for a long time. So it's clear why they want to make this trade. I just think because they didn't really give up that much, there's a part of them, not a big part, but a part of them that's like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is is Tom Brady, and I don't know if Aaron Rodgers can really get this done. I mean, there's a better quarterback in the conference. I mean, sorry, in the division, let alone the rest the rest of the conference. So that's that's essentially what I what I think. To me, the bigger issue here is who is Aaron Rodgers going to be now that he's in New York? The shenanigans he's been doing the past two years will not fly in New York City. So who's he going to be? That's my question. He's a strategic like person. Like I want to speak very seriously here. 
He's a strategic person in, in the things that he says and does. And I know he doesn't like the media and I don't think that's, that's going to change. I think it's more, you have to figure out how to handle more media in New York, handle being in that spotlight and handle living in a completely different part of, of America. Like it's, it's completely different. He can't go around saying he's immunized and saying he's this and that and lying and all these things. Like it's not going to fly. He can't miss many camps. He can't, like, he's going to have to do different things or he's going to get absolutely slaughtered by the media. So that's more what I'm interested in. What's he going to do? Is he going to change his tune a bit? Is he going to change a little bit and kind of adjust because of the new market that he's in? That's what's going to make the difference to me. Yeah, see, I am much less interested in the personal side of old nipples as Mike is. Well, Uh, it's just because I think it can affect his game. That's yeah, I I, I'm more interested in which version of Aaron Rodgers are the Jets getting. The one from last year, who was his third lowest fantasy finish mm-hmm. in his career, like where he's played the full season, or is he going to get the one from the previous four years where he was a really, really good fantasy quarterback? So I'm interested to see how that shakes out, especially for the options that the... Uh, Jets have at wide receiver because obviously they'll have a direct impact on them. What was our next question? So the next question here um, comes from Alyssa. Um, and Alyssa says, uh, hi, guys. I just wanted to get your thoughts on how you think the Aaron Rodgers trade trade immediately affects specifically his rankings in fantasy. Do you think that the Jets are going to be a better spot for him and that he will have a bounce back year or is he on the decline? So that's from Melissa. Yeah, I guess that kind of goes into what I was, I just wondered, you know, which version are we going to get? I think this is a better situation for him because I think the Jets have a better offense overall than the Packers do, especially post Devontae Adams um, with Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. They've got, good like supporting staff there they've got alan lazard back uh from or not back he's from the packers so it's back with aaron Rodgers. so a bit of continuity there Um, a good defense that they can lean on and uh, the coaching staff is familiar with him so i think it'll be a bump up for him hopefully back to that like qb like top 12 quarterback area i don't think he's going to be like he's not going to be lighting the fantasy world on fire by any means, but I do think it will be an improvement over what we saw in Green Bay for him. Yeah, I definitely think an improvement. I agree with you on that. I, I still would have a hard time ranking him. Maybe he's around the the top twelve, but but putting him in there just just again because of like in in that conference alone with with Mahomes and Burrow and Allen, like it's just. I, it's going to be really tough, I think, to, to see him surpass certain players. But I definitely think he'll be an improvement just because the situation is going to be better. He's actually going to be where he wants to be. And we saw some of his shenanigans last year that didn't work. You know, a, a, a rookie drops the ball and he won't throw to him for the rest of the game. If he has receivers he trusts around him, I think you'll see a better system. How long that lasts, how long the honeymoon is, is is a good question. I don't know how he might be. It might be one of those scenarios like we see where a player has a fantastic start to fantasy and then they 
slowly slip away as the year goes on. We'll see. Yeah. Yep. Or it could be could be a Geno Smith like last year, just surpasses all expectations, finishes as what QB five. Could could do you think though? Because of Aaron Rodgers' history, do you think that would be as big of a surprise? Like, I know you're saying you don't think he's going to be back to what he was, but because you know he has it in him, is that really as a big of a surprise as Geno Smith? No, I think Geno Smith was a much bigger surprise just because this was his first time getting to run the show, and it yeah. absolutely panned out for him. But, I mean, even last year with one of his more lower scoring seasons he was still like a top top 15 quarterback he was just outside the top 12 yeah so i think now he he certainly has a chance to to bump up and uh like like i think he could finish better than jared goff this year i don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities tom brady's gone daniel jones is always a bit of a mixed bag like i i think he could (laughs) certainly be inside the top 12 um maybe even inside the top 10 but We'll have to wait and see. Mm. Yeah, this is. I can't wait to to get to rankings later in the year, so you know, <laughs> I can really have it out because you you missed a couple couple key quarterbacks that I think could uh, could finish. I, now I, I don't remember. I don't want to put you on the spot. I think Rogers last year finished around 13, 14, 15. Like he was in. He that was thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. Okay, that's what I thought. So. On, what we're assuming is, and what you're saying is going to happen is he'll he'll jump a couple slots and maybe become into the top ten. And I think what I'm saying is he might sort of be better, but a lot of other players around him might be better as well. I mean, I'm I'm still fascinated fascinated by what they're going to do around him with with that offense. Like I know they've already got great pieces, but are, are they going to try to bring in? Other pieces, like I, I keep hearing this Tom Brady comparison, and that's what he did. Like he he brought in other talent. Um, does Rogers have that that same pull? That's what I, I don't. I don't, see. I don't think so. At least not for like superstars like Brady bringing in Gronkowski. Like Music I don't think to my ears. <laughs> I'm going to clip that part of the podcast. All right. Um, do we have any other questions? We do. Uh, this last right. one comes from Jason. Um, Jason says, now that Aaron Rodgers is a jet, I've heard that Randall Cobb is on the path to landing in New York. If so, how would you rank the New York Jets receivers and how far into the draft would you select them? And is there one that's worth, is there, is it worth selecting more than one of their receivers? Uh, so I actually hadn't have, had not heard that, so I had to look it up, and it seems like he's asked for the he's he's kind of reached out to the Jets, wanting them to reach out to him. Is kind of how it seems to be. Um, <laughs> I got to try that method. <laughs> yeah, uh, it hasn't gone over well, uh, so it appears on social media with um, former Packers teammates, especially Alan Lazard, kind of questioning the timing of it since he waited until after the Rodgers deal went through. So. I don't know if that will actually pan out or not. If it does, I don't think that really changes very much for him. I don't think he'll be like anything special for fantasy. In regards to the wide receivers for the Jets as they are right now, uh, I think it's very clearly Garrett Wilson, then probably Alan Lazard, followed by Corey Davis. 
mm-hmm. maybe a McCole Hardman somewhere in there. Um, but They're as for a chance, like they'll 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 try playing Hardman. I just don't know. Yeah, <laughs> if he'll stick. <laughs> and then, in as far as like how far down would I go? I probably would not go past Alan Lazard. I would probably stick to one of the top two. Those two, yeah, yeah. I mean, chances are those are going to be his two main targets, right? Well, like, exactly, and you know, and we've seen that throughout a lot of his career. Is he has those guys that he throws the ball to, and everyone yeah. else just gets a little bit. Yeah, I I'm obviously. A purely speculating at this point, but I think that's how it's going to shake out for the death chart as it stands right now, at least. All right. So like I said, we've got a lot coming up. Uh, so real quick, Zach Wilson is likely to be staying as a backup to uh, Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. has been named as a suspect in an assault investigation. So that could be throwing the... Uh, of course he has. I didn't even hear about that. Yeah. Uh, so he's obviously denying it, but... Uh, yeah. That that could be, that could throw the Baltimore Ravens wide receiver room up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's a strong NFL rumors that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be traded leading up to or during the draft, and it's reported that the Ravens are close to finalizing a deal for him. So maybe that is completely unrelated to the Odell Beckham thing. Maybe they're anticipating that there's going to be some issues with Odell Beckham. So they're looking to really improve and, and maybe just entice Lamar Jackson to stay yeah. there by bringing in DeAndre Hopkins. Well, I that think. would be a great pickup. Like that would fantastic be fantastic one. For yep. them. Certainly he more would... reliable too. Absolutely. You, you know yeah. more about what he is. Yeah. Yeah. And would be very good for Hopkins uh, fantasy value. Um, but the 49ers have allegedly explored a trade for Lamar Jackson. So that's very interesting and a little concerning for the whole Trey Lance, uh, Brock Purdy situation going on out there. If if they are actually trying to pursue Lamar Jackson. Okay, hold on. Wait, <laughs> I know we don't have a lot of time, but what, you're telling me I didn't hear this one either. You're telling me the 49ers are pursuing have, have alleged Jackson? they've allegedly, allegedly been okay. reaching out. Yeah, you've seen there's been reports about it unconfirmed. Yeah. Okay, Un- unconfirmed reports that they had. Like it might have been nothing more than putting some feelers out, but the 49ers were in talks with Lamar. Wow. Um, but it doesn't seem like it's been anything more than that. Uh, and again, it was very clearly stated allegedly, so it might not be a verified source by any means. Yeah. Um, Dalvin Cook has expressed interest in joining the Dolphins. Joe Burrow is got his fifth-year option picked up by the Bengals. Justin Jefferson got his fifth-year option picked up by the Vikings. Uh, Matt Patricia has joined the Philadelphia Eagles staff as a senior defensive assistant. And the last piece of news that we do have to talk about and probably have to spend a minute or two talking about it is the gambling suspensions that just came down. Yep. Uh, Most notably for fantasy Detroit Lions wide receiver, Jamison Williams. Uh, So to put in context for everyone, so five players have been suspended Two received six game suspensions while the other three received indefinite bans. Uh, if you recall, Calvin Ridley also received the indefinite ban for that ended up being a full season. And the reason for the difference is because uh, Jamison Williams and the other uh, Lions player who received six game suspensions were betting on college games, mm-hmm. uh, but they were doing it inside of an NFL facility. 
um, which is a, a huge no-no for the NFL. Like no gambling at all is allowed. But that's why it's only six games, whereas the other three received indefinite bans because they were gambling on NFL games. The same thing that NF, uh, that Calvin Ridley had been doing. So it seems they're sticking to that is going to be the punishment moving forward if you like compromise the integrity of the betting market at all. Whereas it seems like they really don't care if you want to bet on college games at all, but you can't do it in an NFL facility. And that's what resulted in the six game suspension. Yeah. So it's obviously very disappointing for the, uh, for Jameson Williams, especially if you're in like a dynasty format, you barely got to see him last year. Like Mm -hmm. like I said, he only had one, uh, one reception. Um, you only got to, I think he only played in six games if I'm going off the top of my head correctly. So obviously we had much bigger expectations for this year, but now we're going to miss at least six games. We saw how that impacted even like an established veteran like DeAndre Hopkins. He missed yeah. six games that that really hurt for a while. Like he was held same. on to him. Yeah, he wasn't the same. Even if you held on to him, like holding on to him for six weeks, was it really worth it? You know, and a guy who you who's essentially still a pretty much a rookie because of how little he got to play last year. Like he's not established at all. He's not worth keeping on your bench for six, six weeks. This is not someone you can put on your IR spot. If your league has them, this is someone who's suspended. So he's just eating up a bench spot for six weeks before you even get to see what he does. Um, it does increase the draft value of Amon Ross St. Brown though, because obviously there was some concern in there is if Jameson Williams is playing the full season, you know, is he going to, potentially eat into Amon Ra's uh, fantasy uh, output? Is he going to, like, is it going to be their fighting to be the top dog? But now Amon Ra gets a six-week head start on Jamison Williams, so even if he comes back and gets heavily involved, you still get six weeks with Amon Ra, who is completely unfettered because there's nobody else on the team who's going to be interfering with his fantasy value. Yeah, I mean, that's such a rough situation for a team that's really on the rise, too. Like we talked about, the kind of surprise that was the Lions last year. I think a lot of people are anticipating them just getting better. And now that this is happening, it's like, okay, well, for fantasy could mean some good things for a few players, but for the team itself, that's a, that's another blow Um, for, for another franchise, just like the jets that have been kind of the laughing stock of the league for a long time. So I think that that's a, that's a real big impact. And I honestly, I don't even think I'd take the risk in, in drafting him because of every point you just brought up. How is he going to be coming back whenever he comes back? Is, he, is it going to you know, be worth keeping a, a basically a, a useless p- person around who can't do anything other than fill up a spot because he's not playing? So, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would be, uh, I don't think I would be drafting him. Yeah, it'd be different if he qualified for the IR spot because then you can just chuck him down there and just roll the dice for the first six weeks that nobody's going to get injured and you need that spot. Um, but where he's just eating up a bench spot, those are so valuable, especially in the first few weeks when we start realizing, you know, okay, this team is actually using this guy instead of the guy we thought. You know, that's when those waiver wire options get real important and uh, you can't you can't miss out on an opportunity by holding on to the Jamison Williams. Yeah, I've never been a big fan of IR spots. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't like them. I think that it's cheating. So yeah, uh, that's just my thought on that. But yeah, okay, that's a controversial opinion. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, feel it's, uh, feel free to write in and let Mike know all about it. Yeah. 
I, I would love to have a discussion with someone about that. I think that is, that's just, you're, I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. You're, it's gutless. <laughs> gutless to have a league with an IR position like that. Gutless IR spots. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we have a listener out there who would love to debate you on that, or at least write in and express how wrong you are. So go, go right ahead. I'm, uh, I'm interested to see where that goes. So the rest of this episode is going to be spent doing a mock draft. So we're going to be using the Sleeper platform. Uh, It's an app that you can download. Uh, It's great for fantasy news, for fantasy leagues, and for running mock drafts on. So that's what Mike and I are going to be doing uh, our mock draft today on. We're going to be doing a 10-team half PPR league. I've randomized the draft order, so I will be drafting in the sixth position while Mike gets the ninth position. You know, it's funny how you randomize the order and yet somehow you're drafting before me. Well, I mean, there was always, there was like, I'm not great at math, but there was some odds that that was going to happen no matter what. You're not Uh, great at math. (laughs) <laughs> That's not a good thing to admit. Not, like not you're just, doing you're just a stats guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing fractions and statistics <laughs> off the top of my head here. Like, no, you, oh, I thought you were. No. no. <laughs> well, you just broke the whole podcast. I, yeah. I, I was living in a fantasy world where you were just, you know, doing this off the cusp, and I was really impressed. But now, yep. just oh. an ordinary person, just an ordinary guy with a microphone. Yeah, who gets to draft <laughs> three spots before me? Yeah, eat it and wheat. All right, Mike, let's kick this off. Let's do it. I can't wait. All right. Oh, it even told me the draft's begun. Perfect. Now, right. so so quickly, I know you don't have a lot of time, but but just recap the picks that that just happened. So people. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll go and just list off who was taken between. Uh, so Austin Eckler was taken as the number one pick, followed by Christian McCaffrey. Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase. Absolutely and, nonsense. Anyway, go ahead. Well, so something that's important to remember, Mike, is that it is a half PPR league, right? Yeah. So you want you want guys who are going to be catching the ball because sure. so like like for example, like Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey versus like Derrick Henry. Yeah. In a standard format, they're all relatively on the same playing field because Derrick Henry gets so many carries. And it doesn't matter if he catches a pass or not. He doesn't get any extra points for it. Whereas here, those pass-catching running backs are huge because you're getting the best of both worlds. Yep. Uh, I agree with Christian McCafferty. What about Austin Eckler? He, he, you we had him. Where, we don't know where Austin Eckler is playing next okay. year, Josh. That's my yeah. concern. Like, we're, doing this, no <laughs> we're doing this way too early. And as right. of right now, he's a charger. So and I would say yes. Christian team McCaffrey, one, yes. Team Austin one Eckler. here is assuming he'll be a charger. Yes. Austin Eckler, Christian McCafferty, I can go with them going early. Jonathan Taylor's a big risk. I know he was injured last year, but that's still a risk. How he's going to come back from the injury, I don't know. Yeah, Justin Jefferson, for sure. Like, I understand that. I still think there are other players I would pick over Jefferson and Chase personally, but I can understand why your people leaning that way. But again, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get to as more picks come and you see my pick, you'll understand where I, where my brain's at. All right. Well, with my pick, I'm going to take Cooper cup. Absolutely. A ridiculous pick. Why don't you tell <laughs> us why, why you made that selection? Uh, because Cooper cup 
last year was an absolute monster for fantasy until he got uh, injured. And as of right now, it seems like he will be uh, he will be back to uh, back to full strength come this season. Same thing with Matthew Stafford. Like he he had two games where he finished below twenty fantasy points in PPR formats last year, mm-hmm. and he was averaging over ten targets a game in sixty percent of his games. Yeah. So. I'm banking on those PPR points and him returning to his glory. And then after my pick, Derrick Henry and Devontae Adams were taken, and Mike is on the clock. Yeah, uh, two absolute terrible selections. Um, So it's up to me to kind of bring this draft back. I was torn between two players, but I've decided to go with my gut. Josh, you'll like this move. I'm taking Saquon Barkley. All right. That's not not a bad one. Yeah, I was like, expecting. I, I was expecting worse. I'll be honest. No, like, I, I, okay. So let me let me kind of explain my pick here. Like, you know, you picking Derrick Henry. Like, I think Saquon Barkley has I proven. I didn't pick Derrick Henry. No, sorry, you picked Cooper Cup. Sorry, Derrick Henry was the last running back selected before me. Saquon yes. Barkley, I think, um, has proven he's going to be a big part of of the offense moving forward. And I'm assuming he's going to have another really good year. Uh, with the Jets, and also I'm thinking about who's around me. I don't. I know Travis Kelsey was the next person picked here. I don't want to pick a tight end that early. I know there's only two or three that are worth it. I think the Chiefs might might have a little bit of a hangover this season. I don't like. I, they they just became champions. I I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily trust them. And Tyree Kill was the first select, selection of the second round because apparently this is a snake draft. Didn't know that. So I'm up <laughs> and Tyree Kill was just selected and I'm like, wow, Tyree Kill. Um, again, that's a bit of a risk because I don't know who's quarterback for Miami. So that's why. So anyway, I took Saquon Barkley, my next pick. Listen, I we're going to be debating this a lot. I think it's absolutely BS that a quarterback hasn't been selected yet. Based upon stats from last season, based, uh, like based upon how well certain players go and, and based upon, you know, what the multitude of a couple quarterbacks can do a million different things. So with my next selection, I'm picking my boy, Josh Allen. Yeah. I saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. Listen, I, I get it. I get why you want a running back or, or especially in a half PPR, uh, a receiver who's, who's going to get some running, a running back is going to catch some balls of the backfield quarterbacks score high in fantasy. How many fantasy points did Mahomes and Allen have like 400 or something each? You've got it. If you can get one of them in the first two rounds, you've got to jump on it. So that's why I'm putting Josh Allen on my team. All right. All right. I am I am a big fan of not taking a quarterback early because I think you can get the value later on. But you do you. You do hey, you, boo-boo. Back to – do not call me boo-boo. Back to back, <laughs> back, to back, back to back fantasy football Super Bowls. That's what I was in. Back to back. One year – I took a quarterback early. The other year, I couldn't. Same result. I took a Same. quarterback late both times, and I won. L- so Yes, yes, but listen to me. <laughs> Antonio Brown screwed me over in one of the years, okay? I don't even want to talk about what happened this year. You know it. You know it. You chose a, re- a receiver who you have no idea, no idea if Cooper Cup's going to have a good year or not. And you're, you're just betting, I think you'll admit, you're betting that Stafford's going to come back and and be what he was so he can get Cooper Cup the ball. Yeah. Yeah. But but you're betting <laughs> you're betting that answer, like Josh. that Josh Allen isn't going to like 
go for a run and blow his knee out. You know, it's the same thing. That's correct. Because yes, I am. I am betting on that based upon yes, what I've seen and anyone, I mean, Cooper cup just got injured. Like we know anyone can get injured. I'm betting on the fact that Josh Allen is going to have another incredible year in this way too early mock draft. Yeah. My opinion may change (laughs) come come (laughs) the, the fall, but for right now, Josh Allen. All right, CD Lamb and Nick Chubb taken after your pick. I'm See, those don't clock. surprise me. Those don't surprise me. CD Lamb no. and Nick Chubb second round picks like that doesn't surprise me. And I'm uh, I'm gonna bet on your bet, and I'm gonna yes, take Stephon are. Diggs. I saw that coming a mile away. Like Diggs is sitting there. Of course, you're taking him. Yep, Stephon that's Diggs a, in the second round. Why yeah, not? Yeah, to me that's a good pick. You 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 going in with Cooper Cup and Diggs like that to me is a, the type of wide receiver combo you want to come out of the first two rounds with if you can't get a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I was really hoping that Kenneth Walker would have fallen to me, but uh, unfortunately after my pick, it went A.J. Brown, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, T. Higgins, Brees Hall to round out the second. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Jacobs, Jalen Hurts, Dalvin Cook, and Kenneth Walker right before me. So Team mm-hmm. 5, you have you have greatly upset me. Thank you. Yeah, I, I I was looking at Kenneth Walker as well, and I'm like, there's no way he'll fall to me because Josh will take him before. No, oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so now, now I'm in a bit of a tough spot because I have two wide receivers. Yeah. So in theory, I should be aiming for a running back. But the options that are there now with the run that just went on, uh, like I would have been looking at ETN, Hall, Cook, Walker, even Josh Jacobs, I would have gone for any of them. Now the options aren't really that great. We're in that weird spot where, especially in a PPR format, if, if we were doing uh, standard format, I would probably be looking at them a bit harder. But I've got Jalen Waddle sitting right there. And I think I might lean that way. That's uh, I, th- I still think it's such a risk. Just because you don't know Tua's health and Tyree Kill's already gone. And yes, they had a great season last year, but most of their points came off of when Tua was really cooking, when he was rolling. So if he's healthy, that would be a great pick. It's a risk. It is a risk. Yep, there's a... Huh. You know what? I might... I might... Uh... I might go with my second option here with the tight end. Mm -hmm. I might be ready to be hurt by Mark Andrews again. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) He's sitting there. You know, you know, I'm going to do it. Grab him. (laughs) I'm going to do it. I did it. And Jalen Waddle went immediately after followed by Debo Samuel. Which again is, is not, it should be a huge surprise. Like I get it. I just think your selection of Mark Andrews would have been the one I would have, I would have gone in your position. Um, yeah, so with Jalen Waddle gone and Debo Samuel gone, um, I'm looking to, to grab a wide receiver here because I've already got a running back. I've got a quarterback. I need a wide receiver. And for everything we just talked about, this is a fantastic pick for me. It's Amon St. Brown. Like this I, was, is a, I was, I almost hedged and went back on Mark listen, Andrews to take him. Because we know now he's going to be heavily targeted. He's going to run the ball. He's going to catch the ball. He's good for PPR. To me, that's a solid. If he drops down, especially this late, you've got to jump on him. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I I was staring at him and Mark Andrews there after I moved on from Jalen Waddle, but I agree with that choice. Um, after your pick, Joe Burrow and Javante Williams were drafted. I I understand now. Obviously, this is a computer who drafted him, but I understand wanting to draft Javante. I'm just so scared about what version of Javante is going to come back from that knee injury. I know. Uh, I just I don't know if I would I would trust that he's going to be he's going to be strong enough. And like that offense, just Denver in general. I'm just, I'm so uncertain about them, like, and, and what they're going to do that I don't know about that pick. See, for me, it's just straight up more the the medical side and the stats around running backs and ACL tears, because yeah. he had an ACL and an LCL tear. And time and time again, we see these guys come back and the first year back, they're not good. Yeah. They're still, because their whole game is through their knees and their legs, right? And they yeah. just went through a horrifically traumatic injury to their knee. Uh, so you you can see in the statistics they don't bounce back well from that. Year yeah. two, they bounce back, and then they're, it's like they're back to normal. Like, look at J.K. Dobbins this year. He came back from an ACL tear, and if you're watching him run, like, did, did you watch any of him, uh, any of Baltimore's games? See him like go for like a big run? No. So. It was the most weird thing to watch because it almost looked like one half of his body was running faster than the other. Mm. Or like he'd be like full sprint, but like his one leg was limping. Like it was the weirdest thing. It's because one leg is more powerful than the other still because he's still recovering. Yeah. And guys were catching him that if he was fully healthy or if he had never torn his ACL, he would have housed multiple like long, long touchdown runs. But instead he was getting caught from behind because guys could catch him. So that's, that's why I'm worried about Javante not even getting into the whole Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos offensive situation. It's just more his, what's his body going to be able to perform at? And, and is he going to be ready for week one? Cause we still don't know that. It's a disaster there like that. This, <laughs> this team, team 10 here, they, that's a lot of risk. Okay. Travis Kelsey, fine. But Tyreek Hill, Javante Williams. That's those are two question marks for me as to what's going to happen with those offenses. And then they've got Joe Burrow. I think team 10 sucks. Um, <laughs> so I'm up next and here we are in the fourth round and I'm in a pickle because the next three players, I, for one reason or another, that are, that are like listed here, I don't like <laughs> for one reason or another, I'm very concerned. Like Joe Mixon is someone who year after year in fantasy, I've actually had my eye on. I've had him once before. And I generally like his game, but with everything going on with him, I just don't know where things sit. So this, you know, this is annoys many people, uh, you being one of them. I'm going to go slightly off the board here, slightly off the board. And I am selecting, uh, I'm going to select my second running back and I'm taking the new star running back of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, you suck. <laughs> what? I was going to take him. <laughs> Were you? Oh, yeah, I, had him, I had him lined up. I was ready to, to snipe yeah. him. I So he's ranked quite low in this system. And I think to me, looking at the running backs, Joe Mixon, Jones, even Stevenson, who, you know, has some, some good ups and downs there. I think Pollard is going to have a fantastic year. For, for Dallas, and that's that's why I selected him. Man, I I was 
really expecting him to come back to me. That's upsetting. and then after after me. So now now we got two more picks here. George Kittle went tight end, and uh, DeAndre Swift, running back out of Detroit, went as well. So Josh is now up um, with those two picks. Though I don't. I mean, you can give your opinion here, Josh, too. But I don't know about Swift either. Like with what's going on with the Lions, like it looks like that's a more of a shared backfield. Yeah, I wouldn't have taken Swift because we don't know what the split is going to be between him and Montgomery yet. And even if if even if we replicated last year and put Montgomery where Williams was, Montgomery would be the more valuable fantasy asset because Williams was the one getting all the touchdowns, not Swift. So I think I would rather go with uh, Montgomery out of the two of them, but mm-hmm. I definitely don't want uh, DeAndre Swift. But I need a running back. So I'm going to take Aaron Jones for Green Bay and hope that them riding on Jordan Love means they need to really, really lean in on Aaron Jones. I got to tell you, that's another, that's a risky pick for you with Mark Andrews and Aaron Jones. I don't want to talk about it, okay? I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, you had two great picks and then followed by two real risks here. Yeah, I didn't, I don't love Aaron Jones, uh, but... It is what it is. Uh, Keenan Allen, Joe Mixon, DK Metcalf, Michael Pittman, Ramondre Stevenson, DJ Moore, Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, Amari Cooper, and Lamar Jackson as we hit the midpoint of the fifth round. And I'm going to take another. I'm going to take another swing for the fences at running back, Mike. Oh, oh boy. All right, here we go. I'm going to draft Miles Sanders for the Carolina Panthers. That is a swing and a half. Explain yourself. Well, we saw how much they ran the ball last year with an amazing offensive line. Uh, Miles Sanders is a great running back. Like He is a strong running back. The issue is that he's been with uh, Philadelphia, and especially over the past two years, where you have Jalen Hurts, who is basically a running back and a quarterback, so they haven't used him. Uh, They're going to be drafting a rookie quarterback with the first overall pick. They're, they don't really have any other options like that are elite in the receiving game. They just got rid of DJ Moore. So if they use Miles Sanders even remotely the way that they used Dante Foreman last year, mm. he could be a steal. So I'm hoping because I, I kind of missed that run of uh, elite running backs, I'm hoping that between Aaron Jones and Miles Sanders with the situations that they're in, that their teams just lean on them. Or more importantly that these rookie quarterbacks, well, I guess Jordan Love's not really a rookie, but for all intents and purposes, he, he is in terms of yeah. NFL playtime, yeah. that they use their running backs as a safety blanket and check down to them all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's fair. Um, after my pick, Alvin Kamara and Trevor Lawrence were taken, and that leaves Mike. Um, I need another wide receiver. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy with my two running backs. I've got a star quarterback. Um, I've got one wide receiver, but I, I need to, uh, to add another wide receiver. And uh, looking at the, the list that's remaining here of some of the, the top picks, um, I, I can't in good conscience, at least on this podcast, take a New York Jet. No, <laughs> um, probably in real life I might, but but I, I can't do it on this podcast. So wow. I'm definitely not taking Wilson. Um, and you know what? I'm going to go off the board a little bit here with what I think is my absolute first big risk, and I am taking Mister DeAndre Hopkins, assuming that he's going to indeed get traded, um, and that he will end up uh, with Lamar Jackson 
uh, and they'll they'll be a dynamic duo there in Baltimore. Now, if Jackson ends up getting <laughs> traded, then my pick might become a little uh, wasted. But I'm going to go for Hopkins. Wow, I uh, I would not have done that. I understand taking Hopkins. I I would have taken Wilson, but hey. Uh, Terry well, McLaurin might... and J.K. Dobbins went after uh, went after that, and Listen, uh, you you can't go and draft Wilson now. You said no, no, you're I'm not drafting. I'm, I'm draft, not so. going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Don't worry, he'll be gone by the time he gets to you. Um, yeah, probably. Team, team seven. Team, team seven or eight will will grab Wilson. Um, no, actually, from this point forward, now that I've got myself a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, now I look at like, okay, who would normally be my flex start or somebody that I really want um, to have in some scenarios. And, and again, you know, there, there's a lot of really interesting players out here. Um, I am hesitant to select some of the players that I'm seeing. So I'm actually going to, to go with a player that served me well in this past year's um, fantasy football. I am taking the tight end from Minnesota, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, that's that's a smart pick. Um, running back, you know who Damian I was going to pick? <laughs> who? Damian Pierce. Oh, <laughs> that's what well, I was there you go. Like, I had him lined up, but then I was like, okay, I, I think I'll take the tight end because he'll Hawkinson will definitely be gone by next round. Um, but I, I was thinking of Damian Pierce. <laughs> yeah. Well, Damian Pierce went immediately after, followed by Garrett Wilson. So of, of course, course, number seven, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> number seven team. So I'm going to take Justin Fields at quarterback for his running potential. Listen, not a bad choice, um, considering the fact that you got, um, you know, in in our fantasy football league, you got Jalen Hurts later. Um, in, in the draft that really served you well. Maybe Justin Fields in this mock draft will do the same for you. It's a possibility. Like he had a great latter half of the season. Yeah. I'm hoping uh, they keep him unlocked and he keeps running the ball because uh, he'll basically be like Jalen Hurt light. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm hoping that pans out for me. So uh, Devontae Smith, Mike Evans, Cam Akers, Drake London, Chris Olave went in the sixth. Followed by Jerry Judy, Kyle Pitts, Chris Godwin, James Conner, and Darren Waller. Uh, I don't really like some of the options that are sitting for wide receiver, so I'm going to take my third swing at running back, yep. and I'm going to take David Montgomery. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> you just that was going to be my pick. <laughs> yep. Well, there you go. Uh, Christian Watson and AJ Dillon went after me, and Mike, you're on the clock. Well, um, listen, I, I need I need that flex uh, pick at the moment. Um, I, I really, really hate that I'm about to make this pick. I really do because this particular player has uh, not only burned me in the past, he's a point of contention in general, but I'm taking the wide receiver from the Jacksonville Jaguars, Christian Kirk. All right, fair enough. Uh, I don't like it. Not a fan of that pick. Not yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see how that pairs with Calvin Ridley. Well, I just, so, the for example, the players who went immediately after, also in the right receiver position, Tyler Lockett, Marquise Brown. I, I'm i very hesitant on on Seattle, not knowing how they're, they're going to have a, a bounce. Like, are they going to have another really good season? Is Geno Smith going to 
is that who he is now or was that a kind of a fluke season and to me still i i just tyler lockett was so inconsistent last year even on a great team that i i'm very hesitant with that with him so i decided hey maybe lawrence is getting better each year so fair enough pick Um, number eight i'm back on the clock here and i listen i gotta go for a running back um and uh i'm 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 gonna assume that the atlanta falcons are gonna be running the ball like crazy so i will take tyler algier running back from the atlanta falcons all right uh deontay johnson and dallas goddard taken after you I'm going to take running back Rashad White from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers since he has apparently earned the starting role. Uh, after me, Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, Michael Thomas, Cortland Sutton, and Brandon Ayuk were drafted. And then in the, to start off the ninth, James Cook, Gabe Davis, Jamison Williams. Ooh, bold pick for Team 3. Uh, Dalton Schultz and George Pickens. And I am back on the clock. And I think I will take Isaiah Pacheco running back for Kansas City because he is expected to be, as of right now, their lead running back. Uh, Russell Wilson and Antonio Gibson were taken after me, so you're on the clock, Mike. Well, um, this is where we we start to get into to really interesting territory for me. Um, I like at this point looking at some of the other positions in the draft, um, even though kickers and defense are often taken quite uh, late. I do like to try to grab a good one if I can. I'm telling you, the kickers I had, having a a strong kicker this year made a big difference. And having a strong defense does make a big difference. So I'm actually going to select uh, the first defense off the board, and I am going to take the team that I think is on their way back to a Super Bowl. I'm taking the Eagles defense. All right, listeners, when we get into the draft do's and don'ts, I'm going to tell you why you don't do that. (laughs) Two-time (laughs) runner-up for the fantasy championship. Yeah, yeah. You're back on the clock. Uh, Yeah, and so Brandon Cooks, who I don't want, and Juju Smith-Schuster went uh, in, in between. Um, you know, this is where it gets into fuzzy, very fuzzy territory because there's just so many question marks around these loser players. Um, so what I'm going to do is I am going to assume that there's going to be, um, a, a bit of change in the guard, uh, for, for everybody's, uh, favorite Kirk Cousins Vikings. And I am going to select running back Alexander Matheson. All right. And I, uh, after that, Rashad Bateman and Traylon Burks were taken. I'm going to take rookie running back Bijan Robinson, who is expected to be the top running back drafted uh, in this week's NFL draft. So hopefully he lands on a great spot where he'll have plenty of volume for my team. Uh, We're getting kind of low on time, so I'll just skip over... uh, the people who were drafted behind and into the 11th round there, I need a wide receiver. I'm going to take Alan Lazard and hope that the Aaron Rodgers uh, connection pans out. Um, I also need a wide receiver um, and I'm going to assume 
that things get a tiny bit better uh, in Cleveland. And I'm going to go for Elijah Moore. All right. Oh, it's back to me. Stupid snake draft. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Back here we are in the, in the snake draft. Um, So I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go again with a wide receiver because I have a couple um, good running backs and I am going to draft uh, the much discussed Calvin Ridley. Just doubling down on Jacksonville receivers, eh? Well, I mean, again, this is this is mock draft, so we're not going to get to do this. But I would be assuming I I would trade or dump one of them later if I needed to. All right, fair enough. I am going to take another rookie, rookie uh, wide receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba, who Garrett Wilson has said was the best player on the team uh, when they played in college together. Uh, well, sorry, best wide receiver on the team. That's so. We'll see how that pans out for me. And uh, we've got four picks left. I'm going to take... uh, I think I might take a shot on Cordero Patterson and just see if he has anything left. And just to screw with your Tyler Algier pick. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think he does. Um, I'm going to take a kicker from Baltimore, Justin Tucker. Gutless. Uh, I I think it's a great pick, personally. <laughs> um, uh, okay, and then it's oh, back to me. Um, we should do away with snake drafts. Um, okay, back to me for another selection, um, and I am going to go back to the running back well, um, and uh, I'm going to choose to to take take a, a little bit of a risk on what's going on in, in uh, Philadelphia, and I'm going to take Kenneth Gainwell. All right, all right. Well, I'm going to take the Cowboys' defense. See, I like, I like your idea of picking early to try to get the kicker in the defense that you like, but I do it at the end of the draft around before most people, so I can start the run, because as you can see... The following round, all defense and kickers have started to go. I got the defense I wanted, and now I will take Tyler Bass, kicker for Buffalo. Good good pick. Yeah, good pick. I still got the best kicker and one of the best defenses in the league, but good pick. Great <laughs> pick, frankly. Um, okay, listen. Um, now it comes, I'm really grabbing stuff. I'm going to choose my first rookie, um, and I'm going to choose uh, Mr. Zay Flowers. All right. And your Why final pick of the draft. Well, for my final pick um, of the draft, uh, you know, traditionally I like to grab just one one rando backup just in case something I, I did uh, hurt me. I saw a player out there that I absolutely will not take. Um, I refuse uh, to trust that the New Orleans Saints know what to do for Tyreek Hill. Um, so I am, am going to uh, – I'm going to grab – Backup kicker um, and take Mr. Matt Pratter, Arizona. Ugh, a backup kicker. Yeah. What are you doing? Taking a backup kicker. What are you doing? Taking Odell Beckham Jr. in just in case DeAndre (laughs) Hopkins does not get traded. The, the, The classic one of us in, in our, uh, in, in the league that we do, one of us, you or me, usually takes a player like that. 
near the end of the draft. Yeah, uh, you just got to see what happens, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. Uh, Odell Beckham, it could, be a, like, it could be a swing and a home run. It could be a complete miss. Yeah, absolutely could. So that concludes our mock draft, our way too early mock, dra- mock draft in uh, honor of the NFL draft taking place this uh, Friday, uh, Thursday and Friday. So by the time this uh, episode is released, you, the draft will have already started. Uh, we're going to put our teams up on social media. Uh, give a vote. See, Let us know whose team you like better, uh, myself or Mike's. Quick, we got a few seconds. Just quickly, quickly run down your team, then I'll run down mine. All right. I've got Justin Fields, Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, Mark Andrews, David Montgomery, uh, kicker Tyler Bass, Dallas Cowboys defense. And on my bench, I had Rashad White, Isaiah Pacheco, Bijan Robinson, Alan Lazard, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Cordero Patterson, and Odell Beckham Jr. And I've got uh, quarterback Josh Allen. I've got Saquon Barkley. Tony Pollard, Amon Ross, St. Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, TJ Hawkinson, Christian Kirk, kicker Justin Tucker, the Philadelphia Eagles defense, and on my bench, Tyler Algier from Atlanta, Alexander Mattinson, Elijah Moore, Calvin Ridley, Kenneth Gainwell, rookie Zay Flowers, and the kicker, the dream, Matt Pratter. All right. That is our teams. Let us know on social media who uh, whose team you like better. Thank you very much for joining us. And uh, next week we'll be talking about the uh, NFL draft. So if you have any questions, reactions, anything like that, please feel free to uh, send us in your questions. Take care. Stay safe. Stay safe.